First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 14. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends your greet you greetings, and so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. All right, well, this is the last reading in First Peter uh, which is bittersweet because it's been such a helpful and, and awesome book to go through. And we're back, you know, the the sort of train of thought, the theme has been getting narrower and narrow. He really narrowed in on suffering. And then uh, in yesterday's reading, what that means for the church. And today he's sort of widening it out again. And so we're moving back into this big picture words of wisdom and commendation uh for how we're to live our lives and uh you know there's this it, i mean it's just so loaded with great stuff we have the humble mm -hmm. yourselves under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you and then casting your anxieties on mm -hmm. him because he cares for you and then this call to be sober-minded and watchful mm -hmm. this word towards the nature of uh the devil uh, you know, pr prowling around like a lion, but then a call to confidence and promise. Um, and then, of course, mm -hmm. these final greetings. So, Brad, mm -hmm. uh, joined again to finish it up with Brad Smith. Brad, what, what are your thoughts on this passage? I think that the, the thing that really jumped out at me was this, and it, it took me back to reading other parts of First Peter, but like this constant theme, it's all through this book of like, Humility, like the humiliation, I think about Christ's work, for humiliation of Christ, and then the exaltation mm. of Christ. And like mm. to follow Jesus, like we're, we're in Christ, we get to partake in, not that we think about this, all, we get to partake in both of those things, right? Mm. In the humiliation and the exaltation. Mm. And so if you look at verses 6 and 10, kind of get at this in this passage. Like you see in verse six, humble yourselves. And then it says that at the proper time he may exalt you. So, sort of this this the same road that like that you're on when you're gonna uh, as a Christian suffer is also the same road that leads to ultimately glorification, right? And so, and we don't sometimes we don't like that first part of the road, mm, totally. but that's part of the road. And like verse ten, just to close my thought there. And after you have suffered a little while, so it talks about again the suffering. Then it says the God of all grace, who has called you again to the eternal glory. So, and then he kind of puts the stamp on it, which I think is awesome. Like it's almost like this four words and, and restore, confirm, strengthen, establish. And so, 
I just think it's I love I love how he brackets this whole book is filled with that like mm. suffering now glory ultimately yeah. right and so that's yeah. that's a promise and to the extent I think that we grasp that and really really believe that shows the where we are in our walk with the Lord like mm-hmm. again I'm not trying to rank Christians and yeah, but no, like no. but it, but it's almost like that, that that is one of the truest signs of that we are growing in Christ is, is that and I'm just by my reactions <laughs> like yesterday to stuff I'm not, I'm not I've not arrived I, but this is just such a good word mm-hmm. so are we on that road do we know what the road means in full and I was just I'll, I'll say one more thing I was just I was listening recently to there's a podcast or something and, and Will, I know, being the artist, knows of this Japanese artist, uh, Mako Fujimura. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he, talked to, he was talking about this this Japanese art form. Is it, I think it's Kintsugi. Is yeah, that what Kintsugi. it is? And it was just beautiful, like the idea of like broken pottery. And mm-hmm. then the art form is like you, you fill in the cracks and put it back together with this gold laminate or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And apparently it takes long to settle in Mm -hmm. but like the idea it's like a japanese philosophy that like somehow like our life includes the full beauty beautiful it's more beautiful like when it's put back together like that's the idea and our whole life includes the suffering and the coming back together Mm -hmm. and so he applies that as he's a believer to like i think it's a beautiful picture of what peter's saying here like Mm -hmm. there's we're gonna have broken and brokenness and suffering but like that picture at the end of the day, it's more beautiful because mm. of the suffering. And I thought that was somehow that just, and I've heard that before, but somehow recently it just, in going through some of these, what we've been studying, yeah. Christ's covenant just really hit me. I thought that was a great illustration of that. Anyway, I'll, absolutely. Go ahead, Will. You've brought so much joy to my heart <laughs> by referencing Kintsugi. I, <laughs> I, I love a good art form, and uh, that's a great one. It's just a beautiful illustration. So, yeah. yeah. You should look it up. Anybody listening, KIT. K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I, all one word, Kintsugi. Mm. Um, it, it really, I'm looking at photos right now on my laptop, and it, it really is a, a beautiful image that I think uh, Peter, you know, is in the same vein of, where basically the the hardship, the opposition, the things that break us in one sense, um, ultimately in the redeeming mighty hands mm. of God, bring so much more beauty and glory and, you know, I think that one of the really profound things that we can take away from First Peter is that you have to live the Christian life in light of eternity. And you have to cling to promises that span beyond our lifetime. And, you know, I, I think that our instinct as people is to interpret everything merely as a philosophy for our earthly lives. And, you know, I would say like, prosperity gospel preachers do this, but I I would say what is probably even more, a lot more popular and um, easy to live our Christian lives in is sort of the stream that I I would put like Jordan Peterson sort of in this category, which I don't have strong feelings. If you love him or hate him, (laughs) I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's all these uh, sort of thought leaders who are, fond with Christianity or maybe they are like even explicitly Christian or at least they're fond of Christianity and the the fact of the matter though is that like they approach Christianity 
as a fascinating and helpful ethic to live mm. life by. And that's it. Yeah. That's like really all that they are cared to uh, or concerned to, you know, interface with Christianity for is helpful principles for this life, like generosity and, and you know, family structure and sort of these these themes that they take out of the Bible. But, you know, Peter would call all of that foolish to, to divorce all of that from looking towards heaven and being heavenly minded, you know, like how, how can you actually mm -hmm. have like a deep hope, a deep confidence, you know, profound relationships? How can you actually face suffering and opposition in a healthy way if it's just kind of like a thought experiment? And so I think that something that Peter is commending towards us is mm -hmm. being very eternally minded. Right. And, you know, that rather than that making us disengaged on earth, that we can actually live into First Peter 2.16, live as people who are free. Mm, right. Uh, you know, that we can know that our freedom, our ultimate health, our ultimate good, our ultimate welfare is not tied up in our earthly circumstances. So we can suffer, we can face opposition, uh, we mm. can submit to authority and we sorry yeah. kevin Darrell, who's sitting one office over just texted me a photo of jordan peterson and said watch it um so we can live life that's amazing we can live life with confidence uh because we know that our eternal good is secure absolutely well first peter has been a joy brad grateful for you carrying us through the final leg um, and tomorrow we're going to start going through uh, a, a portion of Isaiah starting in chapter 40. It's going to be awesome. So for Brad Smith, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for going through First Peter with us. And we'll see you tomorrow in Isaiah on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.